Back here on The Word with G on ESPN 105.1 The Zone. Greg Larnard here. You there? With you until 12. Actually, with you until 2. I'm sorry. It is 12.27. <laughs> That's what happens when you have a day off and you get a little procedure done. You're a little, a little out of it still. I promise the drugs have worn off already from the procedure. But we're good. We're good. We talked a little bit about the match in the first segment. Give you my quick thoughts on it. Now I want to get the thoughts of a man who knows and follows the game of professional golf much closer than I do. He is a national golf contributor. He hosts the Tiger Woods pod on the Believe Podcasting Network, and you can hear him on various different platforms as a national golf contributor as well, including SiriusXM. Joining us now is our golf contributor, ourself here on ESPN 105.1 The Zone and on the word with G, my man Cam Rogers. What's up, Cam? What's going on, man? Great to be with you. Happy belated July 4th to you and yours, sir. It was quite an interesting match. I think this was one of the more entertaining inter- iterations of the match, so I'm glad that we had it. Uh, me too. And right off the bat, what? why in your eyes did this make... What, what, what about this match made it maybe the most entertaining for you? I know why it was for me, because of Aaron Rodgers, of course, but for you, why? Of course. Yeah, you know, I think the match has sort of gone through this evolution, to be honest with you. When we first learned about it, when it was Tiger and Phil, it was branded as this Mayweather versus Pacquiao heavyweight fight. This is going to be intense, and it turned out to be just a pillow fight, if you will, with a couple of dad jokes thrown in there, and that was that, right? I mean, it was just okay, and then we progressively got a little bit better with throwing in other athletes, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Of course, with the pandemic, everybody was tuned into that match too, if you will. We had the third iteration with Steph Curry, Manning, and Charles Barkley, which I thought was a little odd because there was only one throw there, Phil Mickelson. And then we had this final one here most recently. And I think we're starting to understand that we just have to make the match what it is and nothing more right? This isn't ever going to be a hotly contested, intense battle. It's going to be fun, casual golf viewing that I hope brings in new fans to the game. And it's just a fun watch on a Tuesday evening with nothing else on, at least in terms of golf. So I thought it was really great. Aaron Rodgers really impressed me. I underestimated his game. I overestimated Tom Brady's game. Clearly, Rodgers is playing golf more right now. Maybe he's not so concerned about the Packers. Well, that's what's funny is that he he didn't he <laughs> he said that he hadn't played much golf. Yeah, which is surprising to me because he was striping it off the tee and then playing well with his putter. But let's be real, Greg. I mean, the guy was definitely practicing leading up to this, and Tom Brady was too. But Brady had uh, some pretty bad shots off the tee, and look. It was kind of surprising that Bryson and Aaron used Aaron's tee shots a lot of times yeah. because Bryson's one of the premier drivers of the golf ball. But yeah, I think this was one of the best just from a sheer entertainment value standpoint. Bryson can be a little bit cringy at times with his jokes, but overall it was pretty fun. <laughs> he certainly can be. And that was something that Aaron Rodgers had said pre-match that he had to, you know, Bryson had helped him a little bit with his golf game and Aaron had to work with him a little bit on his smack talking <laughs> and the timing of his jokes because they were a little bit off. Yeah, you know, I think I underestimate Aaron Rodgers a lot off the football field. I was like, wait, what? He's going to be a Jeopardy host? He's not funny, right? And lo and behold, he's a pretty funny guy. So, look, I need to uh, do some more studying on Aaron Rodgers, the human, more so than uh, he is a football player right now because he has a lot of fun attributes. And 
Yeah, I think, you know, maybe it would have been interesting if Brooks Kepka jumped out of the woods and started trolling Bryson DeChambeau or something like that, mm. or Bryson fought a bear. That would have been entertainment value through the roof. But what a beautiful golf course, big sky out there in Montana. It literally made me Google flights to Yellowstone just to see those beautiful sights out there. You know, it would have been great if there was a fake bear, because I remember one time when Bryson was on the back nine looking around for one of his balls, and they were, you know, BA was talking to him about bears out there. Do you have bear spray on? He was like, what? Bear spray? I don't have any bear spray. <laughs> He's like, I swear to God, if, if a fake bear comes out of here and I, I, somebody tries to scare me with a fake bear, I'm going to lose it. That would have been awesome to see somebody just pop out in like a bear costume and then he just hauls off and slugs them or something like that. It would have been awesome if it was Brooks Kepka under oh, that suit too. <laughs> it would have been. Would have been Cam Rogers again, our guest here on the Word with G on ESPN 105.1. And you mentioned not knowing Aaron Rodgers, you know, sort of off the football field and as a person. I don't know if I've ever told you this, and you know I'm a big Packer fan, a big Aaron Rodgers fan. That I was right. almost on an NBC game show about Aaron Rodgers. I did not know that. What game show was this? Oh, gosh. I don't remember what the name of it was, but Jimmy Kimmel was like the executive producer, and it was like, how well do you know your favorite athlete or your favorite celebrity or something like that? And I made it through the first two rounds of interviews, made it to the third round, which was the final 11 people, and Jimmy Kimmel was going to be watching our 10-minute submission videos, and I just did not get the call back from there. Wow, man. Now that's something you could throw on the old resume, my man. <laughs> yes, yes. Big Aaron Rodgers stand, as many of you know as well. But speaking of Aaron Rodgers in his game, he didn't, and I don't know if you noticed this, but he didn't start off the match all that well. He was, it seemed like he was topping a lot of his tees, a lot of like, tee shots, line drive shots. He kind of short-armed a couple of putts early. But as the match sort of unfolded, I don't know if he, he just made an adjustment. Maybe Bryson said something to him. But you're right, he started hitting the fairways. They used more of his drives than Bryson's. It seems like Bryson was just kind of trying to show off the golf muscles a little bit and just trying to hit the absolute snot out of the ball instead of really working on hitting the fairways. And maybe that was because Aaron was hitting more of the fairways and he said, I'm just going to try to muscle up and, and hit it as hard and as far as I can. But yeah, it was, it was a, a good turnaround for Aaron because again, I thought he didn't start off the match well, but he ended extremely well. Yeah, so DeChambeau and Rogers started one up, and then Mickelson and Brady won a couple, and they were one up after five, and you thought, okay, here we go. Mickelson and Brady are going to kind of roll with this because I thought the team chemistry between Mickelson and Brady was going to really be beneficial in this match. Of course, they played together in the match two versus Tiger and Peyton Manning, and I also thought it was so sort of a wonky pairing, Aaron Rodgers and Bryson DeChambeau. Bryson probably doesn't know Aaron all that well and at least leading into this match and Bryson's kind of like a hard teammate let's face it he plays his own game and when you see your teammate wail at the golf ball like he does I feel like it's hard for you to sort of play your own game yourself right you want to wail at it too and Aaron Rodgers did a great job you said it you know coming back from that struggle in the beginning and really finding his game and continuing on throughout the match and Look, this was sort of a blowout on the back nine. The guys ended up winning three up with two to play. So it was clear that there was a strategy off the tee. DeChambeau, wail at it and see what happens. And Aaron Rodgers, you know, play your game off the tee, hit the fairways, and don't try to play out of your own body. And that ended up working. So, look, I was a little disappointed in Tom Brady's game. I mean, he had some legit 
shank shots out there, Greg, shots yeah. that we hit off the tee at our local courses. So <laughs> Brady did not bring his best stuff, and I was really impressed with Rodgers as putter, and that was the difference. Again, we're hanging with Cam Rogers here on The Word with G, talking about the match, talking some golf. Uh, what was, other than Tom Brady, I guess with the two pair, with the pair there, and this is where I was kind of going to go next, so you kind of sort of ha- half answered my question already, but what was most disappointing, I guess, about, was there anything disappointing that you saw about Phil that you were expecting maybe a little bit better out of him other than Tom Brady kind of shanking some shots and maybe he didn't have the motivation because Charles Barkley wasn't talking as much smack as he was the first time around to him? Yeah, you know, I mean, there are a couple of reasons why I'm disappointed in Phil Mickelson. Obviously, he's the reigning PGA champion, so you would think he's coming in with pretty solid momentum, number one. Number two, from what I understand, a big guy, this golf course that they played on, is a Phil Mickelson design, or he's sort of involved to some degree. That's why they were playing there. So, you know, in terms of course knowledge, Phil Mickelson is 1A to everybody else on this list here. And so that's another reason. And, of course, Phil has the experience of playing in every match to this point, number one, two, three, and four. So all of those things put together, I was a little surprised that the sports books out there actually put DeChambeau and Rodgers as the favorite, heavy favorites on the money line. Minus 192 is a number that I saw out there. Mickelson and Brady were plus money. So, yeah, I think, you know, all of that data, I thought maybe Mickelson and Brady were going to sort of run away with this along with the fact that Bryson DeChambeau may not be the best teammate on the PGA Tour just because of how he plays golf and the confusing nature of his words. You know, (laughs) maybe DeChambeau would put too many swing thoughts into Aaron Rodgers' head and blah, blah, blah. That was all for naught. And lo and behold, the favorites did end up winning this thing. I hope we continue to have this. It sounds like we will. Perhaps Thanksgiving break. I think the timing with that is really a beautiful thing because everybody's at home. They're with their family. It's sort of that reset time that Friday after Thanksgiving. So we shall see about who will be playing in that iteration of the match. But I think this is a great thing for charity. Again, it's a casual viewing experience that really brings in new eyeballs. I really want Tiger Woods to come back to the game and hopefully he returns to the matches as well. But you know what? I would love Tiger on the mic too. I mean, maybe it's yeah. between his return to the PGA Tour. Maybe he hops in the broadcast booth. That's a great idea. Yeah, maybe you'll have to uh, to talk to Tiger about that. I know you, you have a lot of that pull, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Everything I say, he does, man. <laughs> of course. He's listening to every single word that you speak on the airwaves whenever you're on here or there or Believe or whatever uh, network that you're on talking about golf and talking about Tiger. Before we get to Tiger, what is your favorite thing about these the match, you know, just in general, when you're viewing it, doesn't matter if it's this one, any of the other ones that we've seen. Obviously, as you mentioned, the charity aspect is great, but just from a pure golfing standpoint, what do you, in entertainment value, what do you, what do you like most about these these events, the match? They're just so unique. I mean, these guys are mic'd up. We have guys in the broadcast booth who stink at golf. Charles Barkley is an analyst for the match. I mean, need I say more? <laughs> So it's just such a different viewing experience than what I and other big-time golf watchers get week to week, right? I mean, let's be real. Sometimes during the season, like kind of right now, it can be a little bit watered down. The John Deere Classic is this week, for example. Am I all that excited for this tournament? I'll be honest. No, I'm looking ahead to the Open Championship next week. So this is a nice little fun experience to be thrown in there. I really would like to see Tiger Woods return. We shall see about his future in that regard. 
But I just think, you know, the casual viewing is really fun to me. And I'll be honest with you, I've actually sort of generated my own match amongst my fantasy football friends. So my fantasy football league every year does a match five on five team style uh, on the golf course every Thanksgiving break. And so we sort of amp that up. I do video content and all that. So I kind of like to uh, use these matches as sort of my platform or foundation to brand my own iterations of the match. And of course, I'll be chatting about that leading into the fall. But uh, yeah, I think it's just, you know, a really interesting thing that we don't get often as golf watchers. And I hope we continue it. The charity uh, uh, avenue is obviously you know, the best part out of it. But, you know, aside from that, I think, you know, it's great to have these fun personalities. And honestly, Greg, to get to learn these athletes, I'm learning so much more about Aaron Rodgers, the person now, than I would otherwise. So I think that's another positive thing. No doubt. I said this earlier in the in the show, in the first hour, uh, in the first segment, that what I really love about the match, uh, Cam, is that, as you mentioned, they're mic'd up, and yeah, it's fun to kind of hear the banter back and forth and whatnot, but... It's also fun for me as just an amateur golfer who just likes to go out there and hit it left, right, and center, mostly left and right, not so much center, but somebody who just is is trying to study the game of golf. And I love going on YouTube and listening to different people talk about how you chip or putt or drive or just different tips and things like that. So when Brian Anderson is out there asking Bryson DeChambeau before he holes out on that chip in that he had in, in, at hole one, okay, what are you what are you looking for on this chip? What are you you know what are yeah. you trying to do? You know, or listening to Phil try to set up a putt for Tom Brady. Just you can't the, do that on a given week. No, exactly, and that's what I love about these things because we kind of get inside the head a little bit of exactly what they're thinking when they're trying to, you know, perform the way that they do. And when you and I go out there, we're not walking up to the green and measuring things out and the slope and the angles. We're just up there hoping I don't blade the crap out of it or duff it like an idiot. I hope I just hit a decent shot where it gets somewhere on the green. Right. That's what I love about it, really. Yeah, and you know, I think that it can give you a lot of insight in terms of how these guys play, particularly Phil and DeChambeau. They could not be any different, by the way, in terms of how they play. Phil Mickelson is the ultimate feel player. DeChambeau is the ultimate technical player. Somebody like a Bryson, or excuse me, a Brooks Kepka may fall in between those two. But you get the two different sides of the spectrum in terms of playing golf on the PGA Tour. I will say, Greg, be careful going down that YouTube rabbit hole. I have done that many a times, and you get so mental about it that sometimes you just, your swing thoughts go crazy. So be careful, my man. I, I try every once in a while. Again, Cam Rogers, our guest here on The Word with G. But with my back as it currently is, I cannot touch a golf club or get onto a golf course. Maybe a putting green is about all I can do at this point. But for me, I, I, I try not to get down the rabbit hole too much, but I've found watching videos and trying different things when I'm out there actually helps me a lot because I've never taken a lesson. But before right. we let you roll, let me ask you about Tiger Woods, where he is in the rehab process, what you're hearing about it. I always like to to kind of pick your brain on Tiger because I know you always try to keep up with him. Yeah, absolutely. Look, he was invited to be a part of the broadcast at the U.S. Open. I believe we might have talked about that not too long ago. He turned down that offer. He was in L.A. pretty recently. Uh, for a follow-up with his doctors. You know, he'll go there here and there now, Greg, because, of course, that's where the accident happened. And so they have that knowledge out there of the beginning of his recovery process. He's keeping on keeping on. I mean, there's not too, too much to report as we stand. Obviously, his inner circle is very tight-lipped. That's how they are. He doesn't say too much in terms of social media either, aside from things about his foundation and what have you. 
but we'll be keeping track of the latest and the greatest, obviously, you know, as we enter the fall season and hopefully he can return to some capacity to the PGA tour by, I would say mid 2023, something along those lines. So it's still going to be an uphill climb. He's still on crutches, obviously, but He's an athlete. He's an elite athlete, and he has come back from adversity before. He can certainly do it here. So good spirits. Players are still hanging out with him, watching TV, et cetera. And obviously the main thing for him is to just get mobile again so he can play with his kids, do the mundane things in life, and I think he's on his way. Hey, I'm, I'm in the same boat with him. I just want to be able to stand up, sit down without pain. It's, uh, I, I, I feel him for sure. Cam Rogers has been our guest. Uh, follow him up on Twitter at MrRogers99. Again, host of the Tiger Woods podcast on the Believe Podcasting Network. You can hear him on different national platforms like SiriusXM, SportsGrid TV, CBS Sports Radio, all those different things. When is the next pod dropping? Has it just dropped? Or tell us a little bit about it. Yes, we had a pod drop yesterday. Some comprehensive reaction to the match four with my co-host Bridget Whalen. By the way, I can tell you on your very airwaves, Gee, that the Brad Faxon rumor about reaching out to Bryson's camp, asking if it's okay if he's with Brooks Kepka, complete lie. That Ooh. never happened. The USGA never reached out to Bryson DeChambeau. So I can tell you that right now. Next pod will drop on Tuesday, full coverage of the Open Championship. Very nice, very nice. Well, hey, we'll probably have to have you back when uh, before the Open Championship, and we can talk a little bit more about that and uh, and much, much more uh, things are surrounding golf. Uh, I always look forward to our conversations. Be good and, and have a good rest of the week, my man. Thanks, as always, for reaching out, man. Chat soon. No, no doubt. There he goes. Cam Rogers right here on The Word with 